Hey, this is the guys from the Humedahex podcast. Hey we, there. We want to jump in real quick and talk about the effects of COVID-19. Um, comic book stores are really suffering right now. And all joking aside, if you are interested in comics or you already have a comic book supplier, contact them, increase your pull list, or do something. Because right now they're having so much trouble getting comic books in. If you've been holding off on buying that graphic novel, now is a great time to do it because if we lose our comic book stores, we lose part of our culture. You yeah. know, most of our conversations are about comic books and comic book culture, movies stemming from comic books. Look for those back issues you're missing, those uh, pivotal issues, uh, the rare issues. Uh, call them up, see what they can order for you. They need your support more than ever right now. If you want recommendations and you don't currently read comic books, get a hold of us on our Discord. We always have a link to our Discord in our description. We have a comic books thread on our Discord. Or ask us on Twitter at Media Theseus. Um, we will give you recommendations. Somebody will always respond to everything you post on either of our, any of our social medias. You will always get a response. So remember, support your local comic shops right now. Remember, most of those guys aren't the comic book guy from The Simpsons. They actually welcome you into their shops. <clears throat> and we're not talking... These people are just selling the paperbacks. They're not... They don't have Disney, Marvel, or DC money. Go. So look for those... Uh, the collectibles, the, the statues. Uh, look for collections. Look for uh, trades, hardcovers. Comic book stores sell board games. If we're talking about that stuff, they have board games too. There's plenty of stuff in there. Stuff for everyone. Magic the Gathering cards. So support your local comic shop. Welcome to the Humana Hex Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. And I'm still Corey. And we're all disappointed. Oh, so is my mother. She didn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to get into some vampires, but we're not going to jump into that quite yet. Uh, this week we're going to start off with, like we always do, what we've been doing when we're not here. This week I watched a new Netflix show. This, uh, I am not alright with this. This is not okay. I, I don't even remember the name of the show right now. But uh, it's a new Netflix show. It's on their top ten right now because Netflix introduced top tens of, you know, top ten in the U.S. right now. Right. To help lead people to watch more of their content. You know what else would help us uh, watch more Netflix content? They didn't keep jacking their prices up all the time? <laughs> that, too. I was uh, thinking some advertising money. Yes, Netflix. We like dollar bills. Yes. But they're Send not... us many. So... Some. Couple. This week, I watched this show, and basically on Wednesdays, I sit down and I put myself in front of the TV, and I just find something streamy, and I watch it. This one I had heard a lot of things about because I heard that... The show kind of plays out like a Stranger Things aspect to it. The girl has psychokinetic powers and she's a little crazy. The difference is this girl's psychokinetic powers are only when she's very emotional. So like always with all girls. Yes. And okay. she can't control them. So the angrier she gets, the more likely she is to kill somebody. Uh, so I'm still not seeing any difference from any other girl. <laughs> Eight to ten episodes long. I, I believe it's ten episodes long. Twenty minute episodes. It wasn't a long watch. It was much shorter than I expected it to be. 
The show takes place in Pennsylvania. It's modern day. It's not retroactive. Main character is in school. She's got a best friend. She loses her virginity in the first or second episode. She's got some daddy issues because her daddy killed himself. Then she starts discovering that she's got these powers. First by cracking her wall in the first episode. And then making a street sign blow away. And her best friend's boyfriend, she gave him a bloody nose using her mind. So I can summarize this entire show. That That's how little happened in the show. All right. She goes from school to having lunch with her best friend. That's when she discovers her best friend has a boyfriend. She gives the best friend a bloody nose, or the boyfriend a bloody nose. She puts a crack in her wall. Her and her mom get into a fight. She goes back to school. She has sex with the neighbor boy. Then she blows him off. Then she goes to a party. Boy asks her to prom. She says yes. She kisses her female best friend when she finally discovers that she's gay. The boyfriend took his letterman jacket back from her during the party. That's what led to the kiss. Running away from the party, she goes into the woods, causes a whole bunch of trees to bend over because she does a psychic blast. The boy that asked her to prom sees the whole thing happen, freaks out. She runs into the middle of the woods. Next day comes around, all he wants to do is talk to her about her powers. They eventually lead, start trying to experiment with the powers. The best friend wants to know what was with the kiss and what happened and if they're okay and wants to know what's going on with her otherwise. She won't tell her. They all get detention. The boyfriend cheated on the best friend during that party with another girl who's in detention. The girl tells the best friend that that happened and then more training and... Things happen, they eventually get the prom, and she makes the boyfriend's head explode. Yeah, girls with psychic powers and proms, no. as far as I've ever seen Never in mixed. any cinema, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, I'm not going to say it was a terrible show, but it, it left it open for a second season because there was a mysterious man following her around. But it was basically a teenage coming-of-age drama with one person with psychic powers. It's based on a comic book series. I didn't look into what comic book series it's based off of. I'm not going to say it was good, because it wasn't good. I would watch the second season because it was interesting, but it wasn't good. It didn't leave me thinking. Well, this is a lot of the, uh, I guess, trope of comic books, where it's the uh, the adolescent coming of age, gains the powers. It's the basis of X-Men. One of the things I left out was her father was in Iraq, and... He apparently had psychic powers and caused everyone around him, men, women, children, and even his own platoon to become dust. He basically unleashed the force of a nuclear blast, and he was the only survivor. So that's why they all thought he killed himself. And just everybody else, so he disappears. Yeah. So he's probably either the mysterious man following her... Or it's a government agent who knows about her father. and Yeah. Unfortunately, that's where it ended by him saying, you have a lot to learn. That's where the series ended. That's the only reason I would watch the second season. It wasn't great. I wouldn't recommend it unless you have extra time on your hands and it sounds like something you're into. But you could probably read a 10-minute summarization of the entire event of the show. Right. Or check out the X Men comics, uh, the movie Firestarter, or Carrie. Carrie. 
Well, that's all I got this week. I've been watching more Simpsons. I'm up to season 11. But Frank, more Futurama? Yeah, more Futurama. I'm working my way through the movies now. Um, or seasons 5, 6, 7, and 8 as they were kind of referred to. Well, actually, just season 5, I guess. Was it? I don't Yeah, they, they, they summarized all the movies as one, one season. season. I'm doing that. Uh, more Pokemon Go. I finally remembered to order the comics that I had been remembering from Amazon. Um, back in the 80s, there was a series called Mage by Matt Wagner. Um, he envisioned it as uh, three parts, 15 issues each. Uh, he did first the first one, Mage, the Hero Discovered. A few years later, he got to Mage, the Hero Defined. And it's been a long time, but a few years ago, he finally did the third part of the trilogy, Mage, the Hero Denied. And I had been thinking about that, and I think, oh, I got to go pick that up every once in a while. I would think about it, and nothing ever happened, because I don't usually buy individual issues anymore. And so I finally remembered yesterday that I should really look on Amazon and order the graphic novels of it. And I finally did. So they're going to arrive this week, and I'm finally going to reread the whole thing, the, all three of them. Well, the first two, and then read the third one. So that'll probably be on my list from for next week. So Cool. Other than that, more of the same. The Futurama goes slowly because I actually watch it while I'm doing stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, you, you've got a complete kitchen now? Well, no. No, I do not. I'm working on the oven, yes. It's a work in progress. It's kind of like the dishes. I don't want to do them all because there's nothing to come back to then. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It gives me a reason to go back in the kitchen every day other than, you know, to eat. Like, so, oh, yeah, I've got to wash the I've dishes. I've got to finish the dishes or, in some cases, start them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have a little TV and a... A Blu-ray player in one of the cabinets that I don't use and I just turn that on while I'm doing kitchen stuff and it's kind of more or less like a radio play basically because I'm not always watching it but for our younger listeners radio plays existed before television they're kind of like podcasts that used Podcast to be broadcast over the air yeah before television which was the uh, service before internet streaming services mm -hmm. You got to think about the level of geekdom that he really has to have a TV in his kitchen, <laughs> in a cabinet. Yeah, that's where the plates are. That's where the cups are. That's where that's the Blu-ray collection is. It's <laughs> where I keep my Monet Chardon in the pretty cabinet, <laughs> along with the little 13-inch TV and the Blu-ray player. So, Corey, you experienced some more Swamp uh, Thing. I have more Swamp Thing. DCU, again, check it out, download it. It's comic books, it's cartoons, it's movies. They still Swamps, haven't sponsored us. Still haven't sponsored us, but, you know, hey, they're good people, I think. I don't know. There's got to be one good person yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's a corporation. There's, there's good people on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Frank really wants to say something right now. We'll just see what happens when they finally tell why they fired Dan DeDito, so... Yeah. But anyhow, uh, we're up to episode five of Swamp Thing. This is, again, DC Dark, not just the lighting. This, this is starting to get on my nerves a little bit. The lighting in the show is dark, just dark, dark, dark. Everything's dark. They go from 
oh, I'll see you after work. I got a meeting in the morning. You drive from the house to the swamp, and it's dark. Cuts down but on the special effects budget. It does. It does. And the uh, makeup, I guess, because it doesn't really have to look good if it's poorly lit. Yeah. So what Still, they did though, is they saw what they had, and then they just dialed the contrast back. Right. It's still, though, good show. Um, the effects, you know, they're, they're TV show effects. But great show. Dark. It's dark. Again, check is it, it out. Is it dark? It is dark. <laughs> if it were chocolate, it would be dark. <laughs> great what if show. it was a lagger? If it was a lagger? A dark lagger? <laughs> black lagger? Uh, if it were coffee, it would be dark. <laughs> roast dark roast uh, but still great show uh, just the uh, the depths they go into not just swamp literally depths but the whole uh, mythos behind the swamp thing and who he really is what he really is still great show other than that uh, I've I've recently got a tattoo new tattoo uh, finally decided to do Something to represent a band I've been listening oh to. Oh my god, Corey, don't pull those down to show us. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only be quick. Wait That's what sec. she said. <laughs> Wait a second, how can you find that without a magnifying glass? <laughs> Years of experience. <laughs> so, a band I've been listening to for, what, 30 years? 30 plus years? That's <laughs> your old. Right. Uh, chili pepper. So I got a chili pepper asterisk tattooed on me. Yes. You uh, showed it to us last week. Nice bright red. Nice bright red. Uh, I guess we'll post a picture on the Discord. We will. It's some, they've, I've followed them for years. I've been to seven of their concerts. Uh, every album since Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I've been to the tour for each of them. So I figured I would finally get something to... Show my allegiance, I guess. Uh, uh, one of the stories I like to tell when I was uh, working at a record store in Houston. Uh, <sighs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. We'll find that. <laughs> oh, I was uh, friends with the, the record rep for WIA and uh, had bought tickets to their stadium arcadium tour. She calls me up a couple days before the concert. She's Ask if I have them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got tickets. Sell them. I go, well, okay. She's like, no, just trust me, sell them. I got something better for you. Meet her there at the concert. She has soundstage passes for me. Uh, lanyards, get on the soundstage, watch the entire concert from the soundstage. Uh, this is the the focal point of this show. All the music's focused to this point. Uh, this is a stadium arcadium show, so they have LED light bars all the way up the back of the stage and across the ceiling where they're showing graphics and videos. Uh, Niles Barkley opens up for them. They put on a great show. CeeLo Green, Danger Mouse. Both of them separately. You, you got to think about what level that... Red Hot Chili Peppers is at for Gnarls Barkley at that time to have been opening for them, too. Right. I, Gnarls Barkley was huge. Right then. Yeah. And they were the opening act. Yeah. Um, so we get to watch the entire concert from the soundstage, and uh, Gnarls Barkley finishes up. It's the the intermittents. We're waiting for the Chili Peppers to come on stage, and uh, 
And as we're waiting there, a couple walks up onto the sound stage, a older gentleman, a younger woman, and he's a short guy, and I'm looking at him, I recognize this guy, and I'm thinking, I've seen him before, I, I know this, and I'm thinking of biography, Anthony Kiedis biography, scar tissue, that's a, there's a picture section in this, and I recognize the guy. This is Anthony Kiedis' dad. So I get to watch the show from the soundstage and meet Anthony Kiedis' dad. And with the money saved, bought the tour jacket, which I still wear to the day. Yeah, they make them good at concerts. You only pay yeah, like yeah. $120. I think it was 85 bucks. And you don't have to worry about them falling apart in 30 Right, seconds. right, right. That they've lasted, I don't even remember what year this was now. So that's my media for the week. Some ink media. Yay! And music. Music is cool. And music, 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 yeah. They've I'm, got a new album coming out. I'm a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I've never seen them live. They're actually one of my three favorite bands. They, uh, you know, they've been making music since, uh, 84. I think 84 was the first album. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a alive then. New album coming out. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Frank? You young pups. <laughs> One of the things that I want to get some community feedback on and I want to touch on, we uh, obviously we have a Discord. We promote our Discord in the comment section for every episode that we post. We have the pictures of Cox for Corey. <laughs> this is a great channel. <laughs> Which Corey was very skeptical about at first. Corey, I'd like your feedback on pictures of Cox for Corey. His chicken there, feed back. Yeah, chicken feed, yes. There have been some creative uh, interpretations of the word cock. <laughs> Not just roosters, plumbing material. Cockroach. Cockroach. Cocktails. Cocktails. Tom Cruise's cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> but based on all the positive feedback we've been getting from the Discord, I would like to introduce a bracket system. We had talked about this a little bit earlier. We're playing around with some ideas, but I'm thinking the first one we should go pretty simple. And I'd really like to do what was the best Spider-Man? Best Spider-Man. So we're going to do this March Madness style. We're going to do this March Madness style. So do we? Let's uh, start throwing out. Obviously, we've got the Miles Morales Spider-Man 2099. Okay. Uh, no, Miles Morales oh. is the new. Spider-Man, uh, the Brooklyn Spider-Man. But uh, he was Spider-Man. He was 2099. 2099 is uh, Miguel O'Hara. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm getting, okay. that, all <laughs> I'm getting that all backwards. <laughs> Take away my card. Shiny! Look at that. <laughs> Frank just got a shiny scorpion. And he got the excellent on it. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for Pokemon Go geekdom. <laughs> Amber, this is for you. Yeah! <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got 2099. We've got Miles Morales. Let's not forget Peter Parker. Let's well, start wait, with him. Wait, yeah. Which generation of Peter Parker? Because you've got... The original, original? Lee Dicko. Okay. Peter Parker. Okay, so I think the old animation show. Right. Mine. What are we going to call that? Just the Amazing Spider-Man right. show? Amazing Friends, wasn't it? Spider-Man Spider -Man and, and Amazing, his amazing Friends. Friends, right. Uh, Starfire was created just for that show. Firestar. Firestar, okay. Created just for that show. Uh, didn't exist in comic books. 
was so popular on the show was brought in to comics, um, I believe, West Coast Adventures. One of them. Okay. So we got Tobey Maguire. Well, you can uh, probably list all three of them. Yeah, Andrew the Garfield. Andrew Garfield. And I can't remember the new kid's name. Yeah. Tom Holland. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay. Okay, and just for grins, you can throw the actor who did it in the TV series. When they, but I don't. That's going to have to be looked up. Oh, the old sixties TV seventies seventies. There were movies and stuff. He uh, would spin his web, and it was just somebody throwing a rope net. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Great series. Uh, before computer animation and enlightened special effects, this was a television budget in the seventies. Um, Spider-Man TV series. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Black, well, Black Suit Spider-Man. Yes. That was Black bef- Suit. before we had all the Venom stuff. Contest of Champions. Uh, Superior Spider-Man. Iron Spider. Iron Spider. Spider-Man Noir. Oh. Spider-Ham. Sp- Spider-Ham. Uh, Spider-Man Sp- Noir. New uh, series. Just came out this week. Great. Check it out. Issue one out this week. Spider Ham. Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. We're all, if we're doing Spider Ham, we're doing Spider Pig. Well, Simpsons, but I don't think he counts. He doesn't have any spider powers. He's part of the Disney universe now. Uh, this is true. <laughs> Disney bought Fox. Fox, Fox owns Spider Pigs. Spider Pig and Spider Ham are going up against each other. One's a cartoon pig. The other one is a. Cartoon pig. Exactly. <laughs> so, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We've got 13. We need, what, three more. Three more. Let's go with um, the CEO, Spider-Man. Uh, he's running Parker Industries. Okay. Uh, he's got all kinds of money. Doc Ock started Parker Industries. And when he had taken over Peter's body... So this uh, is from Peter Parker Spider-Man. Right. Okay. Uh, completely different iteration then from the Ditko Spider-Man. He, you know, he wasn't the nerdy high school kid, but he was a nerdy high school kid, you know. He is now out of college. He has his own corporation. Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. And um Gamerverse Spider-Man. He's a little older. He has technology. Anybody who's played the new Sony Spider-Man games. That's based off the current movies. The new Spider-Man game that Sony released for the PS4 is a direct tie-in to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So this is Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but... It's the MCU. Something like 20 years in the future. Correct. Because he's in his mid-30s in this. Right. So we've got 20... We'll divide this up into suits and roles. So we'll do twenty ninety nine as a suit, and we'll do... Well, what? he's a completely different character, though, too. He is. Okay, so we'll definitely do, what, Superior Spider? Oh, yeah, gotta have him in there. He'll be, he'll be a suit. We'll call a Superior a suit. And that's Otto wearing a Peter Parker suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spider-Man Noir. Right. We'll do that as a suit. We'll do Ultimate and Gamerverse as suits. Right. I think we should do Black Suit versus Iron Spidey. And then we'll finish up, what, 2099 versus Miles. Miles, right. 
Okay, so that's one side. And then we'll do... Toby Maguire was pretty popular, but we'll put Toby up against... Ben Riley. You gotta put Ben oh, Riley in there. Oh, the Scarlet Spider, yes. Okay. And and also, I don't know if we that made 16 or not, but uh, Spider Boy, the amalgam character, when they did the Spider-Man and Superboy merge. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. The DC uh, Marvel crossover. The amalgam crossovers. Yeah. So we'll do Tony Toby versus... Tom Holland, because I'm curious to who would be the better out of those two. Yeah, that's a tough match yeah. from the very beginning. There could be upsets. Yes, um, I think we should do the Tom, the Andrew Garfield versus the '70s TV series, and then we'll do Spider Ham versus Spider Pig. Ooh, <laughs> and then it's the other white spider. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the white spider in here at all. There's ghost spider. Yeah. Who is now? There is another ghost spider now. Spider Gwen is now known as ghost spider. But there was a ghost spider that was the ghost rider spider. So we'll do spider boy, since that was the amalgam. We don't have the original Spider-Man in here yet at all. Okay. Uh, Let's make it tough. Put him against the black suit spider. Yeah. Um, well, either Ultimate or 2099 you should put against the original. See what yeah. happens. I, I, I think we'll take out Gamer because Gamer isn't really too unique. He didn't have. He just had more technology, but he was still a traditional Peter Parker. Right. Let's just go with the original Spider-Man. OG Spider-Man versus Ultimate Spider-Man. I think that's pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think OG wins hands down, but that's that's my opinion. Okay, so we got Spider Boy. Who are we going to put up against Spider Boy? Scarlet Spider? There you go. That'd be a good matchup. Okay, and that's Ben, correct? Right. Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. Although so that, that covers clones. Over, so. yeah. Kane did take over as Scarlet Spider for a while. Okay, so we've got our movies our movies and TV bracket, which will be Tom versus Toby and Andrew versus the 70s. We will have a legitimate name by that point once we (laughs) refer to Wikipedia. Then we're going to have our obscure Batman column, which is going to be Spider-Boy, Scarlet Spider, Spider Spider-Pig, and Spider-Ham, which Spider-Ham was featured in the the Spider-Verse. Right, uh, originally from Marvel Tales, spelled with an I. Then we're going to go with uh, we're, we'll call this the the core Spider-Mans. We'll go with Ultimate versus OG and 2099 versus Miles. Because Miles is the current active Spider-Man and 2099... No, a current active Spider-Man. Peter is still Spider-Man. Right. Um, and then we'll do Iron versus Black and Superior versus Noir for Suits. Very good. Okay, we'll put this up on the Discord. We'll blast this on Twitter and all the other social medias that we're forming right now. And we'll see if we can get some feedback on this. Hopefully by this time next... Well, we'll have this stuff posted before people actually hear this podcast. So... We'll have your results probably then before you know about it. Yeah, so... If you're a member of our Discord, you'll be able to get in on the ground floor on this and 
on our Twitter. We'll post it on there. And next week we'll tell you the winner of the first round of at least actors. And then we'll just go through after that. We should be able to have this all wrapped up in, what, six weeks? It's like college basketball <laughs> for Spider-Man geeks. Yes. And then we'll look into something else after this. Maybe uh, fantasy DC hero duos. <laughs> Define fantasy there. Uh, I don't know. Green a- Green Arrow with, I don't know. Green Lantern. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's take some time for some sponsors. Welcome back to Humana Hex Podcast. Hope you enjoyed all those tasty advertisements. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. I'm still Corey. So and I got a shiny. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about something that has changed a lot over the last decade. Z- uh, I almost said zombies. Vampires. Um, zombies haven't changed much since nope. their inception. Eh... I think we should get into that in another thing, because I I think I can debate that. So, vampires. Vampires are the fang-wielding undead that consume your life force through your blood. Or, do they just glitter? Do they burst into flames? Do they stay in high school for some reason? Um, so, vampires have been part of culture for some time. They were a European... Their their origins were in Europe. They were European. They were a dark folklore in through the medieval times and continued in Central Europe for years until they expanded through concepts like the traditional MGMs were what modernized them to ours, but back in the day, right. I believe it was Mary Shelley. Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. Okay. Mary Shelley was Frankenstein. Correct. Nowadays, we look at them from everything from the Twilight Saga to video games like Castlevania. There, They have other video game references, but Castlevania is by far the most common. And comic books, they've invaded through Spider-Man and their own series, 30 Days of Night. Uh, you know, they've, uh, Count Dracula has fought the X-Men 14 times. I didn't know that. <laughs> 14 different appearances of Count Dracula versus the X-Men. Were they grasping? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but there was even a series the X-Men got turned into vampires. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when I think of vampires in comic books, I think of Morbius. Blade. Blade. And 30 Days of Night. Which, if you've ever had a chance to read the original 30 Days of Night, it is a gore fest. Not that the movie is any cleaner. In the book, it's a full two-page panel, two pages of panels, when he's chopping off his best friend's head with a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe the shovel wasn't that, you know, sharp, and it took two panels, two pages yeah, of panels. Yeah. In my experience with chopping heads off with shovels, <laughs> it takes more than one stroke. So, the traditional vampire is anti-garlic, no reflection in mirror, 
uh, crosses and sunlight and holy water burst in the flames. Or as Louis would say, I'm actually quite fond of crucifixes. Most of this was referenced in the movie Interview with the Vampire, mm. which I believe you have in your notes there. Yeah, uh, one of my biggest delves into vampirism would be the uh, the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. Um, I have most of the novels in hardback, including a 25th anniversary of Interview with the Vampire signed by Anne Rice. So I didn't know that it was even a book. I thought it was just a movie featuring a mostly naked Tom Cruise. There is that, but uh, yeah, whole series. Uh, quite different from the movies. Uh, the second movie, Queen of the Damned, actually wraps up two, uh, two of the novels, The Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned, the second and third novel of the series. Hmm, I did not know that. So while we're speaking of books, though, I used to, I still continue to read the series, uh, Dampier. It's a book that features a half vampire in a medieval setting. She's partnered and eventually weds a half elf assassin, and they have a wolf dog, which is a fae trapped in a wolf's body. A fae in this is a semi god. Just like the uh, the fae from Lost Girl. Yes. The fairy folk. Yes. So this is an ongoing book series. It's I'm up to book six. I slowed down because they went from the perspective of the Dampier and the Elf to partners of them. And now it's a scholar girl that can perform minor magics and a full-blown vampire traveling. And the original Dampier is barely part of the series anymore. And that's what made me kind of fall hmm. out of it. Yeah, you get a character that you're... Uh vested in and change them out for somebody else. Right. I like the dynamic of the characters that were originally in the book series and they switched to characters I just did not care for. Yeah, there's uh, been so many books and movies. Uh, You start with the original movie, uh, Nosferatu. I think that was the first vampire movie. I know of it. I have not seen it. It's, uh, it's different. Uh, The the vampire is played uh, more as, you know, the creepy character. He's got almost buck tooth fangs. He's got the long pointy nose, bald head. Uh, not like the Anne Rice vampires or then the Twilight vampires where they're the, the, the things of beauty that draws people in rather than, you know, be afraid and repulsed. Vampires now more attract their yeah, prey. The charm. Charm their prey. My biggest interaction with the vampires is Castlevania. I have played every Castlevania game that's ever existed. And uh, Castlevania is the story of the Belmonts. Belmonts, their bloodline is the bloodline permanently cursed to kill Dracula. So in every game... You eventually get to the point where you're fighting Dracula himself, and that's where you the, the, the pinnacle of the game is. Kill Dracula. I remember the first one with uh, Simon, Simon Belmont. Simon Belmont is the second one. That's Simon's Quest. The first one is Richard, Richard Belmont. 
Oh, okay. Every game has had a different Belmont. So, again, they're cursed. They've, same Dracula. Same Dracula. He's constantly reviving himself. The My favorite game was the game where you did not play as a Belmont. After Castlevania Four, which is a game for the Super Nintendo, they released Castlevania Symphony of the Night, where you actually play as a la carte, which a la carte is Dracula backwards. And a la carte is the son of Dracula. And he is... And I could be wrong about this one. I believe he is a full-blown vampire, but I believe they've updated the lore, so that way he's a half-vampire now. But he goes through the entire uh, Dracula's castle and then into the reverse mirror of Dracula's castle to kill Dracula. And the game has a completely different aspect, whereas the original Castlevania games, you would go through a level, and then when you beat that level, you could not go back. But you right. could choose the path that you took through the castle. In Symphony of the Night, it was very Metroid, where you could go all the way back to the beginning of the game, and using new powers and abilities that you've learned, you could expand new areas. So there was a lot of reverse progress in the game. And I like the exploration aspect of it. You could level up your a la carte. You could spend the points and make him the character that you wanted him to be in that game. So it took a lot of elements, and I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, we've talked about, you know, the movies and books and games and stuff. Well, television vampires, too. Um, Dark Shadows, oh, Barnabas Collins, yes. back in the 60s and 70s, the soap opera. That captivated a lot of people, you know, made vampires... You know, a weekly, a daily staple for people, Monday through Friday. Wait, there was a vampire soap opera? Yeah, mm. Dark Shadows. You've, oh my! I knew nothing. There were like that. hundreds of episodes. And the the movie then starring Johnny Depp. It's a great way to introduce yourself yeah. to if you want to get into the series. Mm -hmm. So, like, is this a series you can go back to and watch now, or is it... I'm not sure how much is available, but, you know, you had vampires, you had werewolves, um, zombies too, I believe. Right. Uh, it was a supernatural Witches. soap opera. Yeah, the yeah. one lady was a witch that was mm -hmm. after him. Yep, so that was, that was a big thing back then, you know, and I'm really surprised they had sponsors for it, because in this day and age, you try something like that on, you know... Everyone's going to say it's demonic and, you know, Procter & Gamble isn't going to sponsor you or whatever. Well, I don't know. You got the Vampire Diaries or well, WB. But um, Buffy and Angel. Ah, you know, you've got, Angel. you've got those characters and stuff like that. Spike. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I was very upset before I came to this podcast because I went to the store to buy a box of Count Chocula. And I assume that must just be seasonal now because I didn't find it. I was, you know, and um, you know, and you know, you've introduced children all over the place to vampires at an early age because I've got one cookie, I've got two cookies, I have three cookies. You've got the uh, count uh, on uh, Sesame uh, Street. Uh, uh. And yeah. Hotel Transylvania literally revolves around Adam Sandler's Dracula. Right. Right. Yep. So uh. you know, there's there's a lot of media influence on TV for vampires. 
Um, I don't think the Count, like, you know, ever, you know, attacked Big Bird or anything like that to suck his blood or anything like that. But, you know, you learn to count to ten. <laughs> so that was good. You know, one victim, two victims, three victims. <laughs> That would be great, though. That would be hilarious to watch the Count actually, you know. Go on a rampage yeah, through Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. Four bodies switching on the ground. Ah, 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 ah. No, and in a different uh, series, movie series even, uh, Underworld, uh, the vampires versus the werewolves. They had such a good thing going with that show, and then they killed it. Right. Or the movie. Well, uh, keeping Kate Beckinsdale in. And then losing her for the the final two, I believe. I only watched the first two because the third one was a prequel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It got dumb. But uh, she was also great in Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Van Helsing is about killing vampires. Right, right, right. Uh, also had a werewolf. Her brother was a werewolf in that. <laughs> and there's a lot of lore, I guess, between uh, vampires and werewolves. Not... Including Twilight. God, Twilight is unavoidable when you talk about vampires anymore. And that's so unfortunate because there are people who truly, truly love it. But it's not... I don't want to sound like a, an idiot, but it's so untraditional. I can't wrap my head around right. the enjoyability of it. I just I don't understand why an immortal being would choose to stay in high school. Right. <laughs> In Seattle. And, well, yeah. as someone who never saw any of the Twilight Saga... You're a better person for uh, not having... I have yes. like the plague myself. Uh-huh. You know, it, it wasn't really trying to be groundbreaking, I don't think. It was just trying to cash in on, you know, the the soap opera thing with, a, you know, you're a it teenage is, girl yeah, and it is a teen you've got drama. a choice between, you know, a vampire and a werewolf, right? Is that what the... Is that, Sort of a love triangle, I guess. I don't know. So, you know. Here's the weird thing, though. At the end of the the last one, the werewolf falls in love with an infant child. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of like their pet dog protects the baby. Yeah. Yeah. There was another vampire show that was on, I don't remember if it was Showtime or HBO, and I can't even remember it, and... You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it rings a bell. The southern one. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Boy, I... Hmm. I watched the first two seasons of it. It was Sookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue from the X-Men. Yes. The female on the show was Sookie, and she was a southern belle. It's bothering me that I can't remember the name of it. If I had the Googles, I would check the Googles. <laughs> But that one was very dramatic. It was very uh, soap opera-ish. They took it to very bloody places. The reason I stopped watching the show was because in the second season, this girl becomes hypnotized and is literally sitting there nomming on a raw human heart like it's a... True blood. True blood, yes. She's literally sitting there nomming on a human heart like it's a sausage. Yeah, just uh, casually chomp. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm not a fan of the whole cannibalism aspect. It's just the one thing that tweaks me out. But zombies, totally fine with zombies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Venom also eats brains. Yeah, but (laughs) Venom does a lot worse things than just eat brains. But, uh, you know, for the uh, 
cannibalism aspect, the gore of it, the uh, the movie for Thirty Days of Night was just a guy who gets sucked into the snow chopper. Oh, there's just so much. Uh, great movie though, full of gore. Yes, um, but it wasn't. It was a lot of blood. But it wasn't visceral. Like, they weren't, like, streaming and testing them all over the place. Right, right. And the movie is so... The book and movie are so clever. Are you familiar with 30 Days of Night, Frank? No, I am not. I've okay. heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. So, the premise of 30 Days of Night is there's places in Alaska which literally have 30 days where the sun doesn't rise. So, a ship full of vampires, the vampires are in the hold, come in from Russia... And when sun sets, the vampires come off the boat, and everybody who stays in town gets a nommed on. And the sheriff... Played by Josh Harnett. Literally goes through and just starts offing vampires. And it's very one versus an army in this. And it does not end well, because, first off, not all of the vampires are killed. So in this universe, a vampire is only made if they bite back when they're being bitten. It's uh, kind of like the uh, the, Anne the Anne Rice. Uh, not just getting bit by a vampire turns you into a vampire. You have to then feed on their blood. Right. So It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So only a couple actual people are turned into vampires in this town, and the sheriff, while they're turning, does the shovel decapitation and I believe there's a child who's turned into a vampire that he kills when he's in the general store right he kills a child like a little 12 year old boy who's a vampire but there were children that were coming off this boat too so eventually what happens is he ends up running over a couple of them with a snow mulcher a giant industrial <laughs> snow snow mulcher yeah but, he doesn't go for the traditional spike through the chest or anything like that. He goes for straight dismemberment. Mm. Decapitation and putting them down into such small bits that they can't regenerate. Uh, he also starred in Penny Dreadful on Netflix. Yes. So, uh, Netflix, get it, get the service, pay for it, maybe they'll send us more money. <laughs> Hi, Netflix. How are you? But uh, Penny Dreadful, he plays a werewolf now who uh, ends up hunting a vampire because the vampire has stolen the guy's daughter along with his witch cohort and hilarity ensues. But great, great <laughs> series. Yeah, it's all hilarious. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. No blood at all. No, no. Uh, there yeah, it's are... all funny till you get a spike through the chest. Right. There are half-naked uh, witch women, which is always great. Yeah. And uh, plenty of uh, blood and gore. Hmm. Uh, there was Vampires in the Simpsons. Monty Burns. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, th there's not much you can think of that has not had vampires referenced in it at some point. Batman has been a vampire. Yes, I have the Batman vampire <laughs> pop. It makes me happy. Uh, Blood Rain, Rain. Uh, well, Blood Rain is the right. old thing, right? Yeah, but uh, what was that series where Batman was the vampire? It was Blood something. That you have Google. I do have Google. Yes. We shall Google this Batman vampire series. 
Uh, there was Batman, Dracula, the Elseworlds. I was going to say, it might have been an Elseworld, you know, yeah. Yeah, Batman Vampire is actually a, a series. So, Batman has been involved in vampires on at least three different occasions. Spider-Man with vampires. I mean, Morbius is a spin-off of Spider-Man. Right, and that'll be a movie soon. I believe this will. Yeah, with a, a former Joker in the role of Morbius. Jay Leto? Yeah. Yeah, because him doing weird roles is always always ends well <laughs> for everyone. So there's a... Jared. Jared. Yeah. Jared. Not Jay Leno. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking about Morbius, he was the leader of S.W.O.R.D. in one of the more recent Marvel Zombies collections. So he... I can't remember the, the aspect of it. I don't remember if it was him... Because they brought Battleworld into one of the recent Marvel Zombies, too. But Morbius was able to take bites from the zombies and not turn into a zombie himself because he was already a vampire. He's already undead. Right. So. Well, Morbius is the living vampire. So, can a vampire become a werewolf? What was that show where the vampire. Well, that's Underworld. Yeah. Where the uh, descendant of. The original vampire whose children were then vampires and werewolves. One was bit by a bat, one was bit by a wolf. Right. His descendant was then able to take on both strains of the virus and become a a werewolf-vampire hybrid. But I don't know if that was the only time. Uh, I, I think there's other iterations of it, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. I know, like, obviously me being the gamer, I know more about games. Like, there's been literally a game called Vampire. There was a game where you, it was very noir. You were a detective, and you were going up against a vampire. And then then there was, most games involving vampires, except for Castlevania, end terribly. They're not good. Blood Rain was a great game for the PS, original PlayStation and PS2. They did okay, but eventually that series came to an end because they couldn't sustain the story or the gameplay on that. And they became bloodbaths by the second one. It was just more violent than a God of War game. Now, see, those are my uh, favorite kind of vampire movies, film, games that are just bloodbaths because so, they're literally, you know, they're vampires. The original Blade. Right. Oh, man. When he, uh... The club? Yes. <laughs> when oh. it's just raining blood from the ceiling of this club. Uh, even the second one, where uh, he becomes the blood god. And then the third one, which had... Uh, Ryan Deadpool. Reynolds. <laughs> Deadpool in it. Ryan Reynolds, before Deadpool took over as Ryan Reynolds. So, think about this for a minute. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds was in Blade. He was what were Green they? Green Lantern. He was in the Green Lantern. Now they're remaking Blade. Blade is happening again. Right. We know this. Obviously, it's not going to have. Yeah, Wesley Snipes won't be involved. I don't believe. No, he is not going to be involved. But it's going to tie into the current MCU. So, how far are they going to take this? Because Marvel, as a movie company, has no problem taking it that, to that place. 
They proved that with dead with uh Daredevil. Daredevil with Ben Affleck? No, Daredevil the <laughs> Netflix TV show that tied into the MCU. Whew. Kingpin smashes that guy's head in the car door. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to remember too, the MCU, they want to branch out. You know, it's from the straight superheroes. They did the cosmic. They want to get a little into the horror. They've gotten into the mystical with Doctor Strange. So, you know, bringing the horror elements in with the vampires would probably be next. I mean, I doubt they're really going to go over the top because that's not going to sell tickets and put people in the seats. But, you know, a mild horror would probably be... They're still planning on doing the X-Men horror, aren't they? Um, well, they are planning on releasing New Mutants, which right. was done as a horror movie for Fox's X-Men line. I don't know how that's going to turn out because they never did do the reshoots as far as I know because they kept saying, we're releasing it, we're not releasing it, we're doing the reshoots, we're not doing the reshoots. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do end up with. Um, but yeah, that would have been a horror film. There's a lot of material you can pull from X-Men to get into the horror genre. I'm surprised they haven't just cracked down and done a Marvel Zombies. Well, eventually. They're just... I think that would be more hard because you're... Now you're not only dealing with superpowers, but zombies with superpowers. I think it'd be hard to do the Hulk as a zombie. Well, the Hulk is already CGI. I mean, the biggest thing about the Hulk in Marvel Zombies is when he turns back into Banner and the leg pops through his abdomen. Yeehaw! Yeah, and who was it? Luke? Was Luke Cage just the head? Deadpool ended up being just the head. Yeah, but how do you kill Deadpool? How does Deadpool become a zombie? Wolverine became a zombie. He was one of the main Marvel zombies in the original one. The main Marvel zombies were Iron Man, Captain, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the Hulk. I think Luke Cage was carried around as a head. I don't remember. Black Panther got... Black Panther was one of the last living humans, but he got turned into a zombie. I was huge into the Marvel zombies when they first came out, but... We're not talking about zombies today. We are talking about vampires. This is vampires. Um, No, the the Bram Stoker's Dracula with the... Keanu Reeves. Mm, uh, the Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. <laughs> uh, great adaptation. Gary Oldman as the Count. He played a phenomenal role. But again, this uh, this one harkened back to the more, I guess, religious origination of the vampire. Uh, uh, Dracula uh, denies God because his fiance dies while he was out fighting a war and uh, becomes a vampire that way and he's the uh, original vampire uh, unlike Anne Rice's vampires who originate in ancient Egypt with uh, sacrifices to a blood god which would come back to Blade uh, the vampire becoming the blood god so it's reboot after reboot it's a not the uh, cartoon show reboot, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had any vampires in that. No, no vampires. Uh, yeah. There was a virus, though. Uh, yeah. Think about the vampires. 
Let us know what you think of them. And don't forget, check out our Discord, because we're going to be posting up the Spider-Man. By the time you hear this, we should already be well underway with our Spider-Man bracket Bracket tournament. We will have bracket winners for you. Yes. So Our our spectacular spider brackets. Yeah, that's what (laughs) we're calling it. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) My work here is done. Have a good evening, folks.